Well, hello, everyone. Uh, we'd like to, first of all, pray over our offering that's been coming in. Um, and we thank you for your giving because you give unto the Lord. Mortal men receive tithes and offerings for the sake of the gospel to go forth. But your giving is unto the Lord and he receives your faith. That's the key, that we give in faith and declaring Jesus is Lord over our finances. And we want him involved in our finances. We don't want to trust it to our jobs or our wits or whatever. We want to make sure the kingdom of God comes first in all that we do. And giving is one of the greatest ways to drive out selfishness and to drive into us a greater commitment uh, to the Lord in the days we live in. Let's just pray here. Father, we ask your blessing today on this gift. We ask your blessing, Father God, on the giver, that Lord, you would do abundantly in them, Father, beyond whatever they could ever ask or think. As you receive their faith, Father God, as they give, Father God, bless their finances, we ask. We speak in abundance in the name of Jesus, especially so many are struggling financially. We speak a blessing to their finances as they remember you and put you first, that they would agree and say amen to that. And we thank you for this, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are in a Sunday sermon series uh, called Known by His Name. I really like this title. Uh, this is a series on what is called the redemptive names of Jehovah. And we call them redemptive names uh, because they are a foreshadow of Jesus' earth walk and ministry. And where he buys us back from bondage, redeems us. So he restores to us everything the devil stole from Adam. And each of these names uh, then are a picture to us in how he bought us back from something we could not have provided for ourselves, but desperately needed. Make sure we get that correctly. So today I have the honor of speaking on the Lord our peace, or the Lord your peace. Uh, let's pray here. Father God, we just ask your spirit to communicate this message, Father, to those that would hear it, that I would not get in your way, Lord, that Father God, truly you would make connections to people's hearts, uh, we thank you for this, Father God. Your word is ever-present now, whether it's spoken live in front of a group of people or by audio, by video. It's always a now word that people can tune into by faith and receive from. So we thank you for this in Jesus' name, that this will accomplish, Father, what you would desire for it to accomplish in the lives of these people. And we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, the Lord, your peace. You have a fill-in-the-blank, I hope. And number one here on your fill in the blank, 1A. In Hebrew, this is called Jehovah Shalom. And it comes from Judges, chapter 6, verses 23 and 24. We'll be looking at New King James Version all throughout. And it says, Then the Lord said to him, this is Gideon, And the Lord said to him, Peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called, called it, called, the Lord is peace. That's very present, is peace. To this day, still at Ophrah of the Abedizinites, whatever. Here in Judges, uh, Jehovah God, the second person of the Trinity, uh, the pre-incarnate Jesus, the pre-incarnate Christ, is speaking an inner peace, speaking peace to the inner man of Gideon due to the very great danger he's about to go into. 
And it says here in verse 11, uh, by the way, that the angel of the Lord came and sat under a tree and Gideon had a conversation with him. Wow, very cool. Uh, this angel of the Lord, for your understanding, also on your film, the blanks here, is called a Christophany. Uh, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-A-N-Y. Ah, it's on your screen there. Christophany. And Christophany means a visible manifestation of, the, of Christ, the pre-incarnate Christ in the Old Testament, but in angelic form. So this angel Christ, or Christ in the form of an angel, speaks peace to Gideon. Now all these redemptive names are a view of who Jehovah, Jesus in the flesh, um, are in both mission and character. We're speaking of the character of God here as well as the mission of God. And when we look at these names uh, of Jehovah over the upcoming weeks, uh, we need to remember Jesus' mission on earth fulfilled all of these in some capacity. Very important to get that. Now, under your fill in the blank here, number two, uh, in Hebrew, shalom is a very interesting word. Shalom, it means wholeness or fullness, a full prosperity. And it's translated peace uh, 170 times in the Old Testament. So this is uh, an interesting concept. This peace is supposed to present fullness in our lives, a total a prosperity in our lives. Uh, isn't this the common way that the Orthodox and many modern Jews greet one another, right? Shalom. Uh, it's like they're speaking a total prosperity to others, a total well-being. It's sort of the Jewish Mr. Spock here, uh, live long and prosper. By the way, side comment, I don't know if you knew this, Leonard Nimoy, who developed the character Mr. Spock, was a Russian Orthodox Jew. And so he's developing this character. He remembered when he was 14 years old, they were in the synagogue, and the rabbis up there, these Orthodox rabbis, want to pray a blessing over the congregation. You had to turn around. So the whole congregation had to turn around, and they speak a blessing over their backs. Well, 14-year-old boy, he's looking. What are they doing? Well, as they started to pray, they were like this, with their fingers separated, and prayed the rabbinical blessing over them. Of course, his father yelled at him, turn around, turn around. But... He remembered that and brought that into the character of Mr. Spock. So it's actually, though, that odd symbol has a Russian Orthodox Jewish uh, background to it. I don't know in all Orthodox circles do they do that, but this one they certainly did. Very fascinating. Uh, so uh, that was free, doesn't matter. But anyway, God's peace is a full prosperity to us, well beyond finances. Uh, finances are merely a byproduct. Uh, of the peace of God in our lives. Uh, the peace of God is a wholeness to us, spirit, soul, and body. Only God can provide this, right? Soul, our emotions, our intellect, our, 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 our well-being, uh, our bodies, our physical bodies. When you're in good health, you are in peace, right? A fullness, spirit, soul, and body. Only God can provide something like this. So biblical peace is first an inward condition. Long before it is an outward situation experienced. Uh, this peace is a state of being. Got to get that. When we receive Christ as our Savior, we enter into a state of being that is at peace, at peace with God. So in the Old Testament, Jehovah Shalom uh, 
has to be seen in Jesus' earth walk as well. This Jehovah Shalom of the Old Testament. So we see here in the New Testament, Jesus is our peace. He gives us peace as an inner strength, which is all foreshadows here in the Old Testament of what he did for Gideon. Gideon meets the God of peace. So when Jesus redeems us at the cross, and when we get born again, we meet everyone of these, uh, we meet every one of these redemptive Jehovah names in life and through eternity. Pretty heavy. So like Gideon, we meet the God of peace also. Uh, I have a slide here because it's an old saying and sometimes it's not easily just uh, said. It's good to read. No God, no peace. No God, no peace. How true. Now, of course, if you're listening to this on a podcast, you're going to think I'm out of my mind. So I've got to spell it for you. N-O, no God, N-O, peace. No God, K-N-O-W, no peace, K-N-O-W. So if we know God, we know peace. So this is truly Jehovah Shalom. Uh, in our fill-in-the-blanks here, our number three here, uh, knowing Jesus uh, as your Savior is to know the peace of God. Knowing Jesus as your Savior is to know the peace of God. This is a hallmark proof that someone is saved. Uh, this is, there is a peace that comes to uh, over us that you've never known before. Not a soulical peace of the emotions and feelings. That's based on circumstances. Yeah, people say, oh, I'm so at peace. Well, because things are going just well. But when things aren't going well, they're in turmoil. That can't be what this peace means. That's impossible. Uh, for example, it's been noticed more than once and documented over the centuries. Martyrs who were being burned at the stake had smiles on their faces and were at total peace looking up to heaven. That's impossible. Only the God of peace can provide that. And my personal opinion is, long before their physical body died, they were taken out of their bodies into the presence of the Lord. My personal opinion, the God of peace would do that. So when someone gets born again, three fruits uh, immediately show up in their recreated human spirit. Love, joy, and peace. Actually, joy and peace are a product of the new nature of love that we receive. Uh, these are immediate inner personal proofs of a soul that has met the living Christ and has come to live in him. Uh, in Psalm 37, verse 11, it speaks of those who have the presence of God. It says, shall delight themselves in abundant peace. How do you delight yourself in abundant peace, but you know the God of peace, K-N-O-W. So this is certainly how Father God would do something, right? We don't get a little peace. We get instead an abundance. He's a God of abundance. He's not an adder, he's a multiplier. And this God of abundance gives us an abundant peace. But in saying all that, number four in your handout, we've got to remember something. We need to re maintain this peace. We need to maintain this peace. Because there is an enemy out there who can't take it from you. The evil one can't take it from you, but he wants you to give it up by pressure in your life of circumstances that he puts upon us. So if people who are believers and make comments that they've lost their peace, you let your peace go. You gave it up. The enemy cannot take it from you. You had to give it up because you gave in to pressure and circumstances. 
Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, be anxious for nothing. Now, this is in the midst of Christians being persecuted. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse 7, that's maintaining your peace. Verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. So a key way to maintaining our peace in the midst of circumstances against us is prayer, time in the presence of the Lord. And you know, this is very interesting, this word guard here in Philippians. Um, here in the New Testament Greek, it's a military term. And it speaks of an armed sentry on a wall guarding and protecting those who live below. So in other words, the peace of guard is like an armed sentry that guards you. And that's beyond our, our, our mental, logical comprehension of what does that all mean. Wow, that's really heavy stuff. So here the angel of the Lord, uh, Jehovah Shalom, brings an inner peace to Gideon. Since Jesus is the pre-incarnate Christ, he does the exact same thing and experience to his disciples. And of course, that also means us in the century we live in. In John chapter 14, verse 27, Jesus says, Peace I leave you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you, which means you have to earn it or the world wants to take it back. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let it be afraid. In, of course, Jesus is speaking here of the, of the imminent persecution that's going to be happening. Jesus, Jehovah Shalom, came to bring us peace. Uh, which means, biblically, a peace with the Godhead. Due to the nature of sin given to us by Adam, we were enemies of God. Jesus made a peace for us with the Godhead if we would believe on him. And really, the greatest thing on this side of heaven is to be at peace with God. It's to be right with God. And only Jesus can bring that to us and all he expects us to do is believe him and say so out of our mouths. Um, and you know, we then personally know it. We then personally know it. Only with Jesus can this be possible. Only with Jesus can I have this condition. In John chapter 16, verse 33, again Jesus speaks to his disciples and says, These things I have spoken to you, that you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Uh, the gospel is never, you won't have troubles. For those who preach such a thing, shame on them, they lie. You are, even Jesus tells us we'll have a, a troubles in the world. But in Christ, we overcome them in the spirit. How can one be martyred at a stake burning and yet be at peace? In the spirit, they have the peace that really matters. For in this world, it's a vapor. Our lives expand. It goes awfully fast. It's a vapor. I remember when my grandfather turned 90, kind of looked depressed. I said, what's the matter, Grandpa? He said, where did 90 years go? And it goes fast, doesn't it? Seems like he said, just yesterday it was World War I. Of course, I can't relate to that, but I get it. Wow, the years do go by fast. So Jesus here prepares to go to the cross for us. And in John chapters 14 through 16, which we're reading from, scholars have called the last will and testament 
of the Lord Jesus Christ. In fact, I did a sermon on that once. So if you read it carefully, he leaves his disciples things, spiritual things. You know, how many times have we heard people uh, ask for prayer? Oh, Lord, give me peace. Or prayer requests for peace. Folks, that is an unscriptural prayer request. It really is. We don't ask for peace. If you have Jesus as your Savior, he already gave it to you. He left it to you in his will. Our peace, he is our peace, and our job is to let that peace reign. So on fill in the blank here, number four, it says here, how do we let peace reign in us? Glad you asked, because that is a logical question. Here in the New Testament Greek, uh, we have an answer. Um, got a little ahead of myself. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. You know, this is one of the most important scriptures Paul left us. You've got to remember, he has the Pauline revelation. Somewhere in the book of Acts, as, 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 as it's worded, he is stoned to death and dies. It's, the, it's the, the believers that raise him from the dead. In that interim, he was in the presence of the Lord, and scholars believe that's where he receives the Pauline revelation, the word of grace, the word of the Gentiles coming into the kingdom. And there's several scriptures that talk about that. We can't do that today. But from that experience, here is one of the most important scriptures Paul gives us in our daily life. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Here in the New Testament Greek, the word rule, let the peace of God rule, in our modern English would be better translated, be the umpire. How about that? Be the umpire. So we could read this and let the peace of God rule and be an umpire in your hearts. How about that? In baseball, the umpire has the final word. Ball, strike. Argue as you will. It won't do any good. You can throw it out of the game. He has the final word. And the peace that Jesus gave us is meant to have the final word in our hearts and meant to act as a uh, rule and a guide for us. Uh, which means two things for us today. Number one, we need to let it rain. There's an old expression, at all costs, get peace. My wife and I have used that expression for years. Sometimes we don't know what to do. Well, what would bring us peace? Eh, at all costs, do this. We'll have peace. Maybe you bring something into the house or somebody gives you something. You go, is this thing demonic? I don't know if I like this thing. I don't feel right about this. At all costs, get peace. Throw it in the garbage. Get rid of it. I don't care what it is. Get rid of it. At all costs, get peace. That's what we have lived by, and it has saved us from a lot of trouble. Um, and here on 5B, the second part here on your fill in the blank, the last one, let the peace of Christ in us have the final word. Let the peace of Christ in us have the final word. Worry doesn't have the final word. Fear of tomorrow doesn't have the final word. Fear of the grave does not have the final word. Actually, the resurrection is the final word. So let peace talk to you. If you're a believer, you already know its voice. Huh? 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 You do. You do. Listen to it. That's a simple answer. Listen to it. And second here, number two, the decision maker and the final guidance from us comes from Holy Spirit. Now, I can't go in great detail about this tonight. In fact, on Wednesday, I think it's the 20th of the month, 
I'll be doing a Wednesday night service expanding on what I'm talking about tonight, and we're going to talk about finding guidance from the Lord in making decisions. Because it's tied into Jesus, our peace. And this very important scripture from Colossians chapter 3. Um, so peace in us will say yes or no as a final decision maker. Uh, in baseball, the umpire, right, makes the final decision. For us, with peace, we are to listen to it and let it be the umpire of our hearts and make the final decision. It's simple. We need to keep this simple. I'll talk more about it on that Wednesday sermon. So, as we end today, I want to leave you with a scripture that I want to pray over you. I won't do the Mr. Spock with the fingers. I am not a Russian Orthodox Jew. Uh, but if you would, if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube or uh, some video capacity, or even listen to it on, on, on a uh, podcast, raise your right hand towards me if you can see me or towards the device that you're hearing this on as a contact for faith. And I want to speak a blessing over you from Isaiah chapter 26, verse 13. The word him here and he is you. And it says here that the Lord, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon you because he trusts you. And that's my prayer for you tonight or whenever you would be hearing this that he would keep you in perfect peace. And you know, if you happen to be listening to this broadcast or watching it, and you've never asked Christ to be your Savior, it's the most important decision of a lifetime. Because you are looking for a peace you can't find without him. It's just not there. You won't find it with sex, you won't find it with drugs, you won't find it with alcohol, you won't find it with good relationships with your family. That's only the soul realm. There's something beyond that, that only Christ can offer you. And he wants you to have that. You need it. To be at peace with God, the entire Godhead, is the most important decision and greatest experience of a lifetime. You're always welcome to pray, I believe, at the end of this service. Pastor Jim has a little video on that. Or if not, call the church office at any time to talk to someone. They all know how to present the God of peace. So thank you very much for listening, and blessings upon you. May Jehovah Shalom be your Jehovah today.